Hello, fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. Aria. And I'm Belle. And we are two legally blind sisters who love reading and love books. And so what we've done is we've created this show in order to talk about that. We talk about the things we love about books, the things we wish we could change, and everything in between. The show is a variety show, so we cover a wide range of bookish content that can range from bad retellings of stories, book to movie adaptation comparisons, recent reads, buddy reads, nostalgia talks, author talks. <laughs> really, the list does go on and on. And today, what we're actually doing is we're doing a bad retelling, another bad retelling. And because it's getting kind of close to spooky season or we're kind of in the middle of spooky season, I'm going to be doing some bad retellings of some of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. Now, what I've done is I've picked a few, some that I know very well, some that I had never heard of, and I just read a couple of them because I wanted to have a wide array of different stories to talk about and kind of go from there. Now, I'm going to put a warning now. Some of these stories are very, 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 very dark. So I know one of them deals with like animal abuse. I know one of them deals with kind of thoughts of incest. So like if that is stuff that is triggering to you, you might want to skip this one because I forget how dark some of Poe's stories are. Poe isn't for the faint of heart. No, but they are very, very dark. So if those are things that bother you, because honestly reading the one of them, it really bothered me. And I was just kind of like, oh gosh. So I want to give you that warning now. I want to give you the out now because things will get dark. Things will get very dark very quickly. And also spoilers, of course, for all of these stories, because these are bad retellings. So the first story that I'm going to do a bad retelling of is probably one of the more famous of the Poe short stories, and that is A Telltale Heart. My favorite. We had to read this one in like seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And this story, this story is is a time. It scared me as a child. I loved the story as a child, except come college, I had a fun experience. I will tell this story after your bad retelling. Okay, so once upon a time, there was this dude who lived in an apartment building, essentially, with a whole bunch of other people. Now, one of the other people that lived in this place was this little old man, and this man had a glass eye for reasons. No one knows why. And so essentially, this dude would see this old man and get really freaked out about his glass eye and just be like, I don't like this man. I, I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. It drove him to the point where he just kind of went crazy. And so what he ended up doing is he ends up unaliving this old man. Now he does this and he's just like, okay, well, now he's not staring at me like a creep. This is fine. I'm going to hide him under the floorboards. So he does. Well, not long after that, I think another one of his neighbors calls the cops because doing that sort of thing, it makes noise. People heard it. They were concerned. They call the cops. He shows the cops in and just says, no, everything's fine, officer. Everything is totally fine. 
And all of a sudden, he hears like a faint beating. He's just like, what the heck is happening? Sounds like it's coming from the floorboards. Oh gosh, it's the old man's heart. It's still beating. I can hear it. I'm going crazy. He about gets the cops out when all of a sudden he just kind of breaks and confesses to everything. And that's the end of the story. Yeah, pretty much. This story is, yeah, it's dark. I mean, obviously, again, when you get to Poe, it's dark. But I had to read this as a seventh grade, as a little innocent seventh grader. Still, I was so innocent and young. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) So sad. So yeah, that's pretty much my retelling. Okay, now this was my favorite of Poe's works for sure. I loved the story whenever I had to read it for school in eighth grade, and then in college, (laughs) it was my first semester. It was finals week, and. We had a really bad snowstorm, so me and my three of my roommates were snowed in to our dorm, and all of a sudden, we're getting ready to turn in for the night from studying and, you know, talking and getting ready to leave for Christmas break, and all of a sudden, we hear this ticking sound, and we don't know where it's coming from, so we're walking around our common area that we had, we're walking into each of our rooms, trying to figure out where this town's coming from, and all of a sudden, my one roommate looks me and she's like are we reliving telltale heart <laughs> like what is happening so we're freaking out and of course she says that and it is like 2 3 a.m oh, gosh. like it is late so we all like me and her who know the story we start freaking out because we don't know where this song is coming from the sound was coming from but it turns out the heating radiation unit that was below and heating the girls quads because all the girls quads were at the end of one hall just kind of going up and turns out the heating unit for our like under us broke oh (laughs) it was the clacking so like because we had our our one roommate who wasn't as who didn't know this story who wasn't freaked out she was like i'm calling public safety calls public safety and public safety's like yeah, it's the heating unit. Um, You guys have no heat, and it's like 10 degrees outside, so... uh, <laughs> Have fun with that. Have fun with that. Yeah. But, but, oh, it was so it was so funny. So, like, this is forever. Like, I'm no longer creeped out by this, but all I can think about is that moment. <laughs> yeah, the ticking. The ticking. The beating. Of the, the, the beating radi- of the heart. Yeah. The, the beating of the heart that turned out to be the radiator. <laughs> well... Next one I'm going to cover is one of the lesser known ones because I feel like we need to talk about it. And the name of it is The Black Cat. This is another one that it got to me. And I'm just kind of like, why did I do this to myself? So pretty much this guy is just kind of like, when I was little, I loved animals. I took in all these strays. You know, I had a bunch of different types of pets. I ended up growing up. I ended up getting married to this lovely woman. Everything was great. I had a black cat. His name was Pluto. I took care of him. He was like my best friend. But he started drinking and he kind of got into some sort of, I think there was some sort of mental health something going on. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't quite understand because I don't read classic literature often, but there's something. And so pretty much he starts to be, you know, kind of abusive to all of his animal companions. But his cat Pluto, he kind of keeps away from his ire until one day he finally snaps and pretty much he picks up Pluto and cuts out his eye. 
And so Pluto is now disfigured. The dude is just kind of like, oh, crap, what have I done? He ends up then essentially murdering Pluto, which is very sad. And I was just like, why? Why am I doing this? So not long after, there's a fire at his house that burns everything down. He's just like, oh, my gosh. And there's something about there's like the shape of a cat in the ashes. And he's just like, what is happening? This is weird, but whatever. So they move to a different place. Life goes on. He ends up, you know, starting to get kind of better from whatever's going on with him. And pretty much he then decides that he wants to find another cat to take in. So he finds another like a tuxedo cat, essentially. And the cat already has one eye, but the cat like attaches himself to the guy. And the guy is just kind of like, okay, like this is fine. Everything's fine. Not really, but it's fine. His wife falls in love with this cat and, you know, life kind of goes on for a little while. Eventually, like, the cat starts getting into his head, essentially, and he's just, like, he's reminded of what he's done. He's just, he's really upset. He starts drinking again, and one night he comes home, and he's going to murder this cat, too. He takes an axe, and he goes to swing it at the cat, and his wife is the one who catches the axe instead, and she is unalived, obviously. So he now has a body, and he's like, what am I going to do? I know I'll essentially wall her up in the basement. I'll build another wall and she'll just be back there. And that's going to be fine. So he does that. Now for the next couple of days, the cat is nowhere to be found. And he's just like, great. Life is fantastic. But people notice that his wife is missing. And so they send the cops and the cops come and he's playing it all cool. Like, hey, everything's fine. They go to the basement. They look around. There's nothing there. The guy's getting super confident now. So he wraps his cane on the wall that he built and was like, guys, like this place is just it's solid craftsmanship right here. All of a sudden, there is this scream, like this yowling scream, this eerie noise. Nobody understands. So they tear down the wall. They find his wife and he also walled the cat back there. So, of course, he gets arrested and he's writing this from death row. And that is the story. I mean, I'd kind of say, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, do the actual telling. I'm not. We're just going to stick with your battery tellings for these. like For this one? Yeah. Yeah, because the, the it, one is, dark. it's worse. Like, I toned it down a lot. Yeah, it's but bad. did you figure out what was wrong with him? Like, why he started doing all of this in the first place? Alcoholic. Okay, he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. Okay. And and drunken fury and rage. Okay. All right. That's what I figured. But also, like, it mentioned, like, it mentioned something. And I meant to ask you about it before. And, of course, I'm bad at my job here. (laughs) But it mentioned something that made me think, oh, maybe there's, like, some sort of depression tied to it. But, like, not, I don't. Alcohol. I'm going with right now. He's an alcoholic. Maybe we'll do a theory on this dude one day. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was story number two. Story number three we'll go to is the fall of the House of Usher, because it's another more famous one. And, you know, we might as well go with Poe's greatest hits. This one's going to be super short and sweet. So there's this dude. He has a friend named Usher (laughs) who, who has this house. His friend writes to him and is like, hey, come visit me. 
So he does. When he gets there, the dude is like wasting away and he's like, my family is cursed. The curse will fall specifically to me when my twin sister dies. And she's like pretty much on her way out the door anyway. So pretty much he stays with him, tries to help him. Dude's going crazy. The sister ends up passing away. They bury her in the basement or they lock her in the basement until they can actually bury her. I don't know what that's about. But then that night, there's this really powerful storm that's like almost a tornado. Usher's like freaking out. And the dude's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm going to read you your favorite story. And he reads him like a Lancelot story, which, okay, that's fine. As he's reading this story, there are weird noises happening. And everybody's like, what is he? What is he? He's like, what is happening? It turns out the sister just kind of shows up and I think drags the brother away. And the dude, of course, is so terrified that he just kind of runs out of the house. And when he does, the house kind of bursts into flames and he rides away never to return. That is the story. Yeah, just that the sister wasn't dead when she was buried. I thought she was. No, she was not. Oh, cool story. Because they were sure she was dead. They were sure she had passed on. (laughs) And and the house doesn't catch on fire. It splits in two and fragments sink into the lake. Either way, regardless. This story, like, I don't understand this one. I never understood this one either. Uh, This one and I forget the other one. There was another one that, like, I did not understand at all. This one I understood a bit more, but I can't remember the name of the one I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't get this one. I didn't understand this one. So the next one that I'm going to talk about is called The Spectacles. This one was a lot less dark than a lot of his other ones. So yay that. So pretty much there's this dude and he's hanging out with his friend and they go to the opera and he sees this lady in one of the boxes and the dude is supposed to be wearing glasses. He doesn't like wearing them because they make him look old. And he's just like, I am a young man. Darn it. I don't want to wear glasses. So he doesn't wear them, but he sees this lady and he thinks she is the most beautiful creature he has ever laid eyes on in his entire life. So he asks his friend if he knows her and he's just like, yeah. And he's like, can you introduce me? And he's like, maybe later, probably tomorrow. He's like, "Okay, fine. So he does scandalous things by like bowing to her essentially like that was very scandalous behavior of the time they weren't introduced but he bowed she of course is just like blushing and is just like teehee and he's just like i'm in love i'm in love with this woman so the next day rolls around he goes to find his friend and his friend left for the country so he's like well darn it have to wait until he gets back meanwhile he like tries to find her around town essentially and gaze at her from afar and like i'm just like this is such a weird story but okay it's fine it's fine this is fine everything's fine so then pretty much his friend's not coming back and he's like gosh darn it i'm gonna introduce her to myself myself i'm gonna do this so he goes he like finds her walking through a park and he just kind of sidles up beside her and is like hey bestie (laughs) hey bestie (laughs) hey bestie um i'm in love with you and um oh he did write her a letter at one point and was like i love you and she was like dude okay and so he meets her in person and he's like i i love you i'm in love and she's just kind of like okay 
that's fine. She just kind of goes along with it. And he's like, yes, <laughs> she is the girl for me, boy. <laughs> so then she goes, she invites him to dinner with her friends and he goes to dinner and he's like proposing to her. And she's just kind of like, okay, dude, here's the thing. If you really want to marry me, there's one thing you need to do. You need to wear glasses. You have to wear them. This is the one thing I ask of you in order to marry you. He's like, say the word, girl. I'm here. I will do whatever you want. And so he does. And they go to a church and they get married and they ride off into an inn. So... When they get to the inn, I think he had taken off the glasses for a second or something, or he never put it on. Like, he was only supposed to put them on afterwards. And so they're in the inn, and she's just like, okay, well, you're going to put on these glasses now? And he's like, oh, yes, you're right. You're right. My my majesty, my queen, I forgot that I made this promise. So he puts them on and realizes that she is an old woman. And he's just like, what the heck? How dare you trick me into marrying you? Now, she then says what her name is. And in the beginning of the story, he goes through like his whole lineage of names, like all his ancestors, essentially. The name that she gives is one of the names that he mentions in the beginning. Yeah, it's his great great grandmother that he married. And he's just like, what is happening? What? And he's just like, how dare you? And he's like super angry. And the old lady is just like having the time of her life and is just like cackling and is just like, I thought you knew who I was. Yeah, it turns out you didn't. But like, actually, in real life, I got your friend in on it. He got another friend on it who were the people that drove us like to the church and to here. And they got another friend on it who was the priest of our marriage. He's not really a priest. So we were not really married. So like everything's fine, dude. But like in real life, wear glasses for the love of all that is holy. Wear glasses. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, fine. And then he ends up marrying like one of the people that she knows or something. And that's the end of the story. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was reading this story and I was just like, where's the darkness? Like, wait, the story is light. The story is tame. It, it is tame for Poe. For Poe. I'm just like, okay, we're having a good time. And then it gets to the part where they're at the end and I'm just kind of like, okay, all right, something's happening. And then he's just like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like it's more just a funny chain of events, more so than anything really dark. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that's a good one to kind of end it on, even though, you know, it has the potential to be dark. It really is. I think it's funny. It, it's the most lighthearted out of all of our stories today. Yeah, definitely. Well, so all in all, then, I did a pretty good job then. All in all, yes. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm so good at these. <laughs> I'm so good at these. Yes. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for coming along today as I did my bad retelling of some Poe stories. We'll probably make this kind of an annual thing. We'll take some of his stories, read them and do a bad retelling because I feel like this is a good way to celebrate the spooky season. Yes. Of course, if you like what you're listening to, if you liked the episode, if you like us, please consider sharing the episode with your friends. It really does help us to grow the show, and we would appreciate it. Now, what are we going to be talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be having a writing talk. Oh, interesting. So, we will see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.